Life is not about the things that you can lift or the things that you've achieved. Life is about who you've become and the things that you've done to overcome the challenges to become the person that you are today. Good morning, friends, plebs, non-NPCs. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of A Plebs Take. This is episode number seven. I woke up today and I wasn't going to record a podcast episode, but after going to the gym and feeling myself being, being just me, um, I started feeling really positive. I've been feeling this really positive feeling the last few weeks, and it's, it's like this overwhelming feeling that has been building inside of my chest, and it's, it's kind of like, like emanating outwards, and I want to share that positivity with you guys, with the world, because I don't think that there's enough positivity. Now look, I'm not trying to be like the overzealous, hippy-dippy, positive dude. Like, that's that's not what I'm here for. Look, life is not always sunshine and rainbows. It's, it's fraught with struggles and friction and hard times. But that doesn't mean that we can't look forward to the future and see something brighter, something better. So I'm going to start this off like I normally do. We're going to go over a few numbers. In Bitcoin land, um, I do have a little po- little bit of a post that I wrote on Noster that I want to say. I want to read it on here to you guys because it's kind of like the catalyst, what started me um, down this road today. And I, I hope you guys will enjoy this episode. This one is, like most episodes, like all of our episodes actually, it's, it's unscripted. Um, I'm just sitting here in front of my computer, chilling with my dog and my cats, and I'm just speaking to you guys. So let's get into the numbers real fast. And then I'll get into that um, post that I made on on Noster. So our first number today is, you know, the most important number in Bitcoin, and that's the block height. So our block height is is 829,220 blocks. The halving estimate is on April 19th so far. Um, and for you guys that don't know what the halving is, that's just when the block subsidy or the reward given to miners when they find a block um, is cut in half. And it's a it's a supply thing. It, it it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff that we're not going to go into with this podcast episode today. I might dive into it a little bit further to help kind of explain what some of those things are. But today, just, just know that April 19th, the block subsidy is going to get cut in half. Um, we're at 800 or 829,220 blocks. So when it hits 840,000 blocks, that's when the block halving will actually happen because it's not based on a date. It's actually based on um, the amount of blocks. So the next number is um, 93.42%. And that number is the amount of uh, total Bitcoin issued. So you think about that, guys. You know, we're very early in Bitcoin's life cycle and its span um, 15 years Okay, so most of your kids aren't even 15 years old. I mean, if if you guys are my age, most of you kids aren't even 15 years old. So think about that. And we've already issued 93.42% of the total supply that will ever be issued for Bitcoin. So, I mean, you guys, you guys can think about that. You guys can take that wherever you want to take it. But um, the last number that we have today to talk about is the hash rate, and that's uh, 568.2 exahash. So since the last time we talked about it, the 
the hash rate has been been climbing, which means that more and more miners are joining the network and trying to get some of that sweet, sweet coin. All right, guys, um, I'm going to go into that post that I made on Nostra because it's going to it's going to catalyst or it's going to jumpstart us into this episode and it's going to help us talk a little bit more about like what I'm what I'm trying to explain here. So here I go. Good morning, Noster. So I just want to say that life, this crazy life, is fucking incredible. I am so grateful to be alive in the world today. I am grateful for my beautiful wife who is working hard every day creating our child. She does so damn much for us. But for that one thing, I am the most grateful to her. I don't think I could do the things I do or be the man that I am if it were not for the woman that she is and who she makes me want to be. Thinking ahead towards the future has never seemed so bright. For me, that's a huge statement. I mean, if you knew me, you know the struggle. You know I've struggled with mental health and fortitude most of my life. Some of you won't understand, but I think the majority will. I mean, let's be honest, it's staggering the amount of people who struggle with mental health disorders. I was in a dark place, headed down an even darker road. But that was before. After I met my wife, my life got brighter. For seven years, I learned how to love myself and the world. But the darkness never gave me a break. It never stopped. It was always hanging there like a shadow. Up until about two years ago, when I fully recognized the importance of a small yet powerful monetary standard called Bitcoin. After going through the journey of loving myself and learning how to feel the darkness without it consuming me, I was still lost, without a light to guide me through the darkness. Today, I am more certain of the future than I have ever been. I stand tall knowing that what I create and the value I provide are what my merit is based on. I can save for my family's future, my child will have a chance. My wife and I will have a chance. Sure, it won't be perfect. There will be struggles as there always are. Life isn't worth it if there is no friction. It's the fight that builds you. But what do we fight for? I know what I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for a world where everyday people, you and me, can create value, store that value into the future, and then be able to give that value to our children. I'm astounded, blown away by that feeling. Thanks for being on this journey with me, friends. I'm excited for the future. We're building a family, working on education and self-development. So that came out of my heart. And that's how I truly feel. I, <clears throat> I went through a really dark place, you guys. Like, I, I'm sure a lot of you have been there. A lot of you have, have felt that darkness. Um, unfortunately for me, I went through the darkness at a very young time. I mean, my, my pre-adolescence and adolescence life, I was surrounded by a shroud of darkness. You know, I would look to the future from, from you know, probably 12, 13 years of age, I would look towards the future and I, I would see nothing but darkness on the horizon. And I couldn't imagine life getting better. Okay, I, I, I'm sure a lot of you have felt this way. And then I had a few people in my life push me in a few directions. And then I met my wife. 
And like I like I said in the in the in the post is for seven years, I went through a journey of learning how to to love myself, learning how to sit in those feelings of darkness, sadness, pain, sorrow, you know, anxiety, stress, learning how to sit with that and have it not consume me. But still, after going through that process, after having something to live for, I still couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Sure, I could sit in the darkness and I wasn't scared. I was, I was okay with where I was and with how life was going. Which, I, I mean, life has always been, for the most part, fairly good. I mean, yeah, we all have some bad times. Me personally, I've had a lot of bad times. But I can honestly say that life has been pretty good. But that, if you've dealt with demons, like mental health, then you know that it doesn't matter sometimes how good life gets. That darkness, that, that shroud covers all of that and it, 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 it makes it disappear. So cut to, cut to about two years ago. I want to say maybe a year and a half. That's when something clicked for me. I'd been on a journey of figuring out what Bitcoin was, I'd gone through crypto, I'd gone through the stock market, I'd become disillusioned with, with all those things. But one thing became very clear to me, and that was that the problem is money. And it, it, it's not even the problem is money, it's that the problem is the incentives around money. It's the things that people will do to get that money, because money is value. You know, money, money allows you to go out and purchase the things that you value. I mean, there's so many different dis definitions for what money is that like we could sit here and talk about it for hours. I mean, Robert Breedlove literally has a podcast with hundreds of episodes, like, like thousands of hours worth of content. And, and I don't even think that he could break down what is money in less than less than five minutes. So like. When I found Bitcoin and I started putting these puzzle pieces together and having more questions than answers, I started realizing what my life could become, what was possible. And it wasn't just some pipe dream that somebody was feeding me, telling me, oh, if you would just do this and this, I'll, I'll give you a million dollars or I'll bring you, I'll bring you every dream that you've ever wanted. And that intrigued me all the more you know like um what is this what is this thing what is this protocol that supposedly can't be printed out of thin air what is this it's it's digital what do you mean why why can't it be printed why can't it be copied and pasted it's it's, it's on a computer it's on the internet so i had to do my do my research i had to deep dive down the rabbit hole and figure out okay why why is this digitally native currency unable to be replicated why is it so costly to create this value why is it so intensive to create one bitcoin and we're not going to go over the these things in this episode but like 
Like these are questions that I had. These are things that I had to answer to myself. And once I answered the value proposition of Bitcoin and I saw the things that Bitcoin could achieve, Bitcoin could do, like where, where it could take me. I mean, I kind of just decided to jump in head first. I, I said, fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm tired of saving, not even saving money. I, I never had a savings. You guys, I've said this before, but like we were, we were struggling to make ends meet every single week, you know, living way outside of our means and I'm going through this journey of trying to figure out like, how do we rein this in? How do we figure this out? How do we get to this life that we want to live? Like we, we want this, this life where we can, we can make decisions for ourselves. We can decide what we want, how we want to do it, how we educate our children, how we eat, how we live. You know, these are things that we want, but, but in this traditional fiat system where the money that you save, the money that you store is constantly being stolen from you. So like unconsciously you're incentivized to go out and purchase more, more and more, consume more because it's, it's worth more today than it will be tomorrow. I mean, you don't even, most people don't even understand that that's what the problem is. Yet they're out there doing it, playing this rat race, trying to keep up with the Joneses. If, oh look, Betty got a car over there. So now I need to go get a better, nicer SUV so that I can stay on top of it. Oh look, they got a brand new, a brand new boat or a house or a good set of golf clubs. I have to go out and do that now. I've played that game. It didn't, it didn't last very long until I finally realized that like, hey, this doesn't make me happy. Stressing out about all this stuff, trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to make my life and make me into something and someone that I'm not, didn't make me happy. In fact, it made me stressed out and made that darkness even closer. It's not about what you can get, the things that you can do. It's about the things you've done to make you who you are. Those are the things that define you. The value that you provide in the world is what defines you. That's why Bitcoin is going to win. Because the value that you provide to the world is what defines you. Look at the printing press. The Catholic Church could not stop the printing press because of the value that it provided to the world. Free and open, well, freer, Freer and open communication across the world. Words could be printed a hundred, a thousand times faster than what monks and scribes could, could write, okay? Like words and thoughts and ideas could be expressed a hundred times faster than they could be before. And that value proposition alone is what built the printing press, the internet is the same type of thing. The value that the internet provided is enough incentive to make everybody want to use it. And that goes for Bitcoin as well. When you live in a world, I mean, I don't live on a Bitcoin standard. I, I want to every day, I'm trying to get closer to that, but I don't live on one yet. But every day that you live your life closer to that Bitcoin standard, Every time you put a cent 
into the Bitcoin world, you are storing value for the future. You are taking that energy and that time required to create that and you are putting it away in, towards the future. You have a short time horizon if you're looking like that. I think, I think that's what it is. Short time horizon. Long time. Something like that. But you're basically looking out towards the future and you're saying that I am, I am putting off the desire and the need for things now. For consumption now. So that I can look towards the future and consume more later. That's, that's all that is. And in today's monetary standard, the fiat system, a credit and debt system, we don't have that power. We don't have the ability to put a dollar in today and have it purchase a dollar's worth of value tomorrow. It's, it's really sad, and I wish it wasn't so. But the golden era is gone, and it started dying in 1913. So for a for hundred years, or for 75 years, one monetary system died. A new one, the, the fiat standard, was established fully in force in 1972. Or 1971, sorry. So for over 50 years, we have been on this fiat standard. And in that 50 years, you can see the rate at which people's lives have gone downhill. Jeff Booth talks about the price of tomorrow, or talks in his book, talks about in his book, The Price of Tomorrow, how technology and new ways of creating that technology for cheaper should create lower prices. You know, adding more value to the to the purchasing power of what you have today. And and it really does make sense. If we were in a free market, if we had a money that wasn't constantly being printed and debased, if we lived in a society where the people who run the top actually, like run the system, like they actually lived with us, like us and as us, and that doesn't happen. It can happen. Um, It's going to take a lot of people waking up and realizing that, hey, like, there's a solution. There's a solution to these problems, everything that I've been facing, and, and we can make it out together. But, and I'm talking to you, you're not going to make it out of it if you don't try. If you don't get off your ass and, and do it for you, you're not going to get it. You're not going to have it. I mean, life isn't handed to you. Your freedoms aren't given to you. Men and women, a hundred lifetimes over, have fought for their rights, their God-given rights. They have fought for them. And the reason they fight for them is because there are other people in the world that seek to take them from you. Okay? I'm not saying you have to go out and be violent. Actually, don't do that. Do everything in your power not to be violent. But defend yourself when you have to. Don't be afraid to stand up for the things that you believe in. If what you're doing doesn't hurt anyone, 
It doesn't cause pain. And it actually makes you a better person. Then that's something to believe in. That's something to stand for. That's something to fight for. You know, and we're not all going to agree. We're not all going to come to the same conclusion. And that's okay. That's, that's perfectly fine. We all need to live in a world where not everybody makes the same decisions. However, I do believe that we need to hold space for other people, for other religions, other beliefs, other philosophies. Again, coming back to, are, are you hurting people? Are you hurting yourself? Are you causing pain? Those are the things you should ask yourself. What are you, what are you adding to the collective? You know, my, my father-in-law, my, my in-laws say this great thing, and it's, it's you know, what do you bring to the table? I mean, you can sit at my table, but what do you bring to my table? Because what you bring to my table is gonna determine how long you sit at my table. You wanna come and dine and, and, and live like kings with me at my table then you better bring value to my table. And if you don't provide value to my table, then you need to leave. And that doesn't mean that you're forcefully removed, unless you have to be. There's a lot of darkness, a lot of sadness in the world. A lot of people are struggling. I, I see the videos every day. I see the videos of the mom crying in her front seat of her car with her kid in the back because she, she just paid all of her bills, is, you know, $15,000, $20,000 in credit card debt, has $100 to her name, and needs to buy groceries. And now she gets to decide whether she's going to buy food for the baby or food for herself. And you know which one she's going to pick, because we would all pick the one. Or at least I hope so. But that's a choice that that woman shouldn't have to make, that none of those people should have to make. The world is not always going to give you everything. And there are people in the world that seek to take everything you have. Our leaders, our government, the American government, and, and you know, the European government, the central banks, the Federal Reserve, like all of these places, these, these corporatist, elitist, um, tyrannical people, they're going to steal from you. They're going to lie to you. They're going to cheat you. They're going to backstab you, gaslight you, and, and completely falsify everything that they're doing. Because they don't want you to take your freedoms back. They don't want you to stand up. Now, there's this scene, I don't know how many of you guys have watched it, but I, I'm from the millennial, the end of the millennial is the beginning of the Gen Zers. So, like, when I grew up, I watched this movie called Bugs Life. And there's a scene in the movie Bugs Life where these um, grasshoppers, you know, the grasshoppers are the bad guys and all the ants are, uh, are, you know, fighting for their home. Well, the grasshoppers telling all the other grasshoppers around a bar, you know, he's talking about how if, if one stands up and they squash the one, everything is fine. But when a hundred thousand stand up, they're stronger and bigger than you. And that scene rings through, rings true in my head to this day. Because when one person stands up and they're easily squashed, it's one thing. But when we all stand up together and we fight back by saying no, we will not listen to you. We will not 
follow your unjust, tyrannical laws, we will not comply. When a hundred million people stand up and say that across the world, there's a tendency for them to listen. Because they are nothing without us. You guys, we are the people. Fuck 1%, 2%, the 99%. We are the 100%. Okay? It's, it's all of us. And they're part of us too. That's the thing. They, no matter how corrupt, no matter how evil you may think they are, they are part of us too. They are part of the collective. We are not in a war against them. We are in a war against incentives. We are in a war against, against green, against greed. And we have to fight back with our morals, our beliefs, our values. You fight back by providing value in this world and putting it in something that can be stored away for the future. You fight back by voting with your feet if your, if your leaders, if your government seek to destroy you through unjust, unsafe laws, they're not going to change. They will not change. However, Bitcoin allows us to take our wealth anywhere in the world just by simply remembering 12 or 24 words. So to be able to pick up your entire family, take every bit of wealth you have, and go to a safer, healthier jurisdiction. That ability has never been more clear today than today. So remember, guys, like you don't have to listen to your leaders. You don't have to follow their unjust rules. There is, a, there is an unspoken law of man. You know, I think the commandments and, and the Bill of Rights kind of touched on some of those things and sometimes in some ways, shapes, and forms. But I mean, we all know what those rules are. Don't hurt people. Don't cause pain. Don't be greedy. Don't be envious. Don't be jealous. You know, like the seven deadly sins. That's, that's, those are the rules. You know what I mean? Other than that, like, live your life. Be happy, provide value to yourself and to the, to the fa- to your family and to the world. You do that through Bitcoin. You do that with Freedom Tech like Noster, open and free protocols, and you do that by voting with your feet if your leaders would seek to take that from you. I know that it seems scary, and you're like saying, "Oh, I live in America. Like, why would I pick up and leave?" Well. America today may not be the America tomorrow. And in order for us to live in the world that we seek, you know, live in a more beautiful, more abundant world, then we're going to have to take action. We're going to have to actually do something. You can stand back, you can sit on your ass and not do anything and hope to God one day something better will come along. But the likelihood of that happening is slim to fucking zero. So I say... Get up off your ass. Actually try. 
Find something that you believe in, some, something that you're, you're willing to die and fight for. And fight for that. You don't have to fight with fists. You can fight with logic. You can fight with, with your heart. But at the end of the day, know who you are. Know your values. Know what you want in life. And stand up to the people that would seek to take that from you. You, you don't need the government to tell you how to live your life. I mean, shit, honestly, I don't know what we need a government for. I mean, we need, we need some sort of order. We need some sort of structure. We need some sort of way to collect. But the overreach, the outwardly just offhanded deception that they have taken from us, that they have, that they have done to us, it just shows that they're the one they can't be trusted. Why would we give them more power? Don't give them more power. Dollar cost average your way into Bitcoin. Buy a little every week. Again, guys, not financial advice. Buy a little bit every week. Store a little value in Bitcoin. Save a little value for your future. I promise you you're going to start noticing that life gets a little easier. It's not going to be a hundred times easier tomorrow. But you're going to look back and you're going to see that it does get easier. It's worth taking a chance on you, on your family, on your life, and on your freedom. Don't be afraid to resist. Don't be afraid to stand up. Don't, don't be afraid of them. Because together we are strong. Together. We will win this war, and we will do it without shedding a single drop of blood. There will be tears. There will be pain. But if we stand up together and we educate ourselves about what Bitcoin can do for us, what Nostra can do for us, what Freedom Tech in general can do for us, if we stand up and do that, we're creating a better world for our children to live in tomorrow. I fucking love you guys. Um, thank you for letting me do this. Thank you for giving me an outlet to speak the things that are on my mind and do it in a way that makes me feel comfortable. Um, the future is bright. Like I'm, I'm so excited for where the future is going to go, for what we're all going to be able to accomplish. Listen, guys, remember, don't be an NPC. Take back your freedoms. Stay humble and stack facts. <laughs>